Welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, presented by Roast House Pub and Idiom Brewing Company in Frederick, Maryland, as well as Havoc Brew Supply, the one-stop shop for all of your brewery's needs. Check them out at hophavoc.com. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I am virtually joined by Zane Lamprey. Uh, at the end of this segment, we will have uh, a live in-person recording that we did a few months ago uh seconds before you went on stage at idiom yes uh, so but this the, during that one we talked a lot about your businesses and stuff and i figured yeah. we'd do a quick update yeah you gave us the exclusive scoop on i did i, I did give um, you an exclusive soup and, rum. And scoop i did i did and you know what i've thought about that and i was like part of me was like you know what maybe i don't want that information out there but I never, but then I was like, it's, it is what, it is what happened and it's okay. So, you know, maybe, the guy's maybe that's dead. a good tease. Yeah. So that's a good tease <laughs> for people to, uh, to want to listen in. So is what it is. I, actually, when I was listening through that, it like went through my head. Like, I hope he doesn't decide that he doesn't want to, cause I, I hurried up and listened through this yeah. morning to make sure I didn't yeah. ask you any of the same things over again. Oh yeah. Got it. Got it. I mean, as long as there wasn't too much editorializing, if I'm if I'm mostly sticking to fact, you know what no, I mean. No, it was it was all factual. Yeah, so there you go. Unless you made up the facts, then you're you should be fine. <laughs> I'll plead the fifth because <clears throat> I don't remember what I said, but I do remember what we talked about. So yeah, that's a that's a very good tease for uh, people sticking sticking uh, through to yeah, the end of this intro. Listen, listen to the to actual the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, so you, you actually, you have a show tonight, right? You're in Cleveland. Oh God. Yes. I have a show every night. I was in Detroit last night. I'm in Cleveland, uh, tonight, uh, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse. And then I, I, I just did pretty much like seven days in a row, Minneapolis, uh, Madison, Milwaukee, uh, Fort Wayne, uh, Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo. So yeah, yeah. We're, it, we're it, on the, we're on the thirsty tour and we are, we're, it, Pedal it's a metal. good thing that um, all those places are really close to each other. <laughs> Some of them are. <laughs> well, you have Some a of- decent hike to Buffalo from Cleveland, don't you? I guess yeah. it's not that that far nah, from Cleveland. I mean, our drives are average two and a half hours. So Nick Nick doesn't drink after the sh- after the or f- during the show, so he's the driver. Um, then he gets to the hotel and drinks drinks himself to sleep <laughs> in in the shower. In a shower of tears. So how how's the tour been so far? You're, you're a few stops in. You you've rec- recorded your second Amazon special, right? Yeah, I recorded my, my Amazon special uh, about two and a half weeks ago, um, which basically retires that set. You know, so the first tour in 2021, I did an hour. You know, that I over the course of 130 shows, I refined and I was like, okay, now it's ready. So we did the. Amazon Prime special called Tender Looks. If anyone wants to go, anyone, most people have Amazon Prime so they can go watch it. And then um, this most recent one, we recorded at Golden Road Brewing uh, in Huntington Beach. And that was another hour uh, that we had, you know, that I had refined again over the course of about 130 shows. And so now we're on the Thirsty Tour and it's a completely new thing. Like you'll see, you'll see what it looks like. Um, because you'll be, will you be at Baltimore as well as uh, Frederick? I, out of respect for Full Tilt, I don't go to Baltimore anymore. Okay, <laughs> okay. Is it was it Baltimore's <laughs> fault? <laughs> yeah, I, I blame them. 
Okay, okay, so, okay. I blame to be assured. I blame Baltimore. Um, <laughs> so, so, but you, but you'll see. Even the way that it, that um, the show happens uh, and at Idiom, um, it's different. And I'll tell you right now, it is so much more fun. The last tour was great. It was fun. It was funny. Got great reviews. But we're doing something different. It's a little bit more interactive. You know, the stage isn't like all the way pushed back. We're like in the middle of the room and, and, and it's just, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's a party. That's, that's, that's really the atmosphere that I wanted to create. You know, Nick was, Nick, who, you know, my opener, he was talking to me about this a while ago and he's like, what do you think people expect when they come to a Zane Lamprey show? You expect they, you think they expect a guy on stage telling stories or do you think that they expect it to be more like a party? And so we've been slowly trying to figure out what that means because it was good. It was a, it was a great note. And so we've been trying to figure out what that means um, and over time. And I'm telling you, we've, we've done eight of them so far on, on the Thirsty Tour. We started, I don't know, a week, week and a half ago. And it is just so much fun. It's a blast. And I'm having fun. The audience is having, again, they were having, more, they were having fun, but it's more fun this time. So are, are you less than apt to shut down people who try to insert themselves in the show? Is that what you really, mean by, I mean, I mean, they can't really do that. It's, okay. it's, they're part of it, you know? And, yeah. and by the way, people who are just like, Oh, I don't want to be part of a, a comedy show. That's fine. I'm not going to like pick you out, but, but there are questions and people will answer questions and we get into, sometimes we get into a little bit of a dialogue, but again, it's all fun and lighthearted and, and it's, you know, yeah, the, the people, the people that used to be like, not really hecklers, there's not really hecklers, we don't really tolerate that. And, 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 and it's clear from this, my stage presence, like, you know, we're not doing that. But like, yeah, but, but that's not really, you know, so people might chirp in and say something. And now if they chirp in and say something is like, what, what did you, why did you say that? Like, what, what do you, that's why we talk, talking about that. And if, they, and if it's kind of divulged that what they shouted out was dumb. Uh, it'll qu- quickly become apparent, you know what I mean? Because it'll all be eyes on on, on yeah. them. Like, okay, you want to be the star of the show, but again, it's all lighthearted. It's not mean. It's fun, and you know that we we just did show number what was it two forty eight two forty that's right two forty seven two forty seven we did last night two hundred forty eight tonight. So we we know what we're doing, and our job is to make people have a fun time, or or ensure that they have a fun time. So is it basically like you're doing more crowd work with this? It's a little bit, yeah. It's a little bit more crowd work. There's there's some questions. I mean, the so, whole thing's the whole thing's a drinking game. It was kind of a drinking game oh. last time, but it wasn't necessarily embraced. Now it's now it is a bona fide drinking game. Yeah, because as in last time, it was more like just every once in a while you would say, yeah, like, like when I drink, kinda, you drink, yeah. or you know whatever. But now it's like no, 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 we're we're getting into it. You know, you're, you're doing it for real this time, people. I'm doing it for real this time. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Ex- exactly right. Play it, play along. It's fun. It's, it's, it's not like any comedy show you've ever been to. It's, you know, and it's, and it's only getting better. Last we did the show in, um, Grand, Grand Rapids. And, uh, I guess that was on Wednesday and it was like, it was amazing at, at Founders Brewing. And then last night we did it at a, a brewery called Dragon Mead in Detroit and sold out show and it was just so much fun so much fun you'll see um yeah i might try to go i haven't been to you um, might try you might try to what you might try to go to my show yeah maybe 
no, no, no I'll definitely go to the idiom one, the <laughs> the one at Heavy Seas. I haven't. You, you, uh, you should you should go to it. Um, and by the way, the guys from Full Tilt will be there. Okay, they yeah. haven't mentioned. And, yeah, no, no, no. Of course they'll be there. I've been talking to Dan. Yeah, yeah. No, they'll they'll be there. I, I, anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Full Tilt, which is a brewery in Baltimore owned by two of our very good friends. That's how I think either you connected me or we connected together. But anyway, the, the guys are amazing. Their, their, their brewery basically had a really tough time during COVID and was not able to recover, but they make amazing beers and they're great guys, but they had to shut it down. Is it shut down now or is it almost shut down? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, the end of the year. No beginning. I don't even remember yeah. now. Time yeah. Yeah. doesn't. So, so but yes, that, it is fully shut down. At it's, this point. it's fully. Yeah. So, so, um, that's what I've done. What three shows there, and yeah. so now we're doing it at Heavy Seas. I think it'll be a bigger space. Um, Trent, what's the capacity of Heavy Seas? Do you know in Baltimore? Trent, oh, he's listening to music. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, 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 Trent, I have Trent next to me and Nick on the other side. Yeah, they just recently um, greatly expanded their okay their tap yeah. room area because yeah. it used to be t- yeah. well, it was tiny. Then it went to like decently sized, but I know yeah. they've they put in a lot more space. Uh, and yeah. I haven't been there since they redid it. So it's supposed yeah. And we, and we did nicer. Ministry of, Bre- of Brewing where you saw me do it the, fir- yeah. the first show, and it's a it, 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 you look at it and you're like, this is an incredible space. But if you remember, the acoustics were just yeah. too bouncy. It was like yeah, it just it was too tough work. to do a show. <laughs> yeah, it did not work. So um, yeah, so it, again, it'll be a great show at Heavy Seas. It'll be a, a fun, clearly sold out show at Idiom. It's almost sold out now. Um, but yeah, we're, and then we're, and then we're off. I don't know where we go after that. Pittsburgh or Delaware. Oh, yeah, I, I think know, it was Pitts, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was the next one. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just such an easy drive from Frederick, Maryland to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Well, it, it actually is a really easy drive. Cause it's an easy I, drive. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, it's a long hours, drive. But yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> or yeah. no, four from Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. For sure. It's Cause I grew, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so I make okay. that. Track oh, more that's often than why I you are to. the way you are. That is, yeah, one hundred percent why I am the way I am. <laughs> uh, where, where will you be staying in when you're in the the Maryland leg? Um, probably in probably between Frederick and and Maryland. When, whenever we can stay in a hotel for multiple days, yeah, we, a- we call it we call it a vacation because. We'll check into the hotel. We usually get to the hotel at like two and then we have to check out at noon and it's like, it's just not, yeah. we don't get to get any of our work done right now. You can see I'm in the lobby of a hotel in uh, somewhere in Ohio, Toledo, I guess. Um, and so some, sometimes we'll do half our drive at night and yeah. then the other half during the day and it just works out best that way. Well, see, you're in Baltimore, then you're in Fredericksburg, Virginia, then you're uh-huh. in Frederick, Maryland. Right. So you should just right. stay in Frederick. And then yeah, because yeah, that's, pr- that's probably what we'll do somewhere around there. Cause it's yeah. beautiful here. And the last time you were on, I made you a cocktail and you yes. at least claim to really enjoy it. Yeah. But and, it was the strength of the cocktail, which is why this is a remote conversation. Yeah. And because I spill them everywhere and make everything sticky. Well, it was like, and, I think that you, you got me to a point where, I had enough of your cocktail to start <laughs> divulging information that I would have not otherwise divulged. Oh, that did work great. Awesome. Uh-huh. Of course but that works. I'm, that's, that's, the, that's the key to all my TV shows, man. Are you kidding me? I uh, I am currently working on 
a, like an actual cocktail recipe for using McClintock distillings products, which you should okay. go to when you're in Frederick because it's a beautiful Got place. It. Okay. And then they have, they have their distillery and then right in the same building complex, they have what they call the back bar, which okay. is their cocktail lounge. Got it. So by, I okay. should have okay. it done by then. So okay. I can stop in at the bar. You should have the cocktail bar. recipe done by then. I would, I would yeah. hope so. Well, I would, yeah. I mean, I plan on doing it this weekend. <laughs> you got some but, time, man. <laughs> but you know, things happen. Yeah. I, things happen. Sure. Life procrastination uh-huh. occurs yeah. and pronunciation they yeah. all get the way There's, yeah, all kinds of things get in my <laughs> yeah. way yeah um so you can go to the back bar and i'll make you uh done uh, done and it'll be delicious hopefully now i know why you want my hotel to be nearby yeah so <laughs> a short uber yeah so it'll it'll it won't be as uh difficult for you yes and then i can try to get you to drink more of them and find out what other kind of stories i can get you to double get them You'll get them. But at this but at this point, the most embarrassing stuff I just tell on stage anyway. You know, my wife, some of my material, she's like, You can't you can't tell that. That's embarrassing. I'm like, that's why it's funny. Yeah. Unfortunately, because, because you know what? Unfortunately, I, you married a comedian and this yes, is how it has yes. to be. And and you know, the sometimes the most embarrassing things become the most relatable. You're you're not laughing because you're laughing at my mistakes. You're laughing because you can identify with similarities to yeah. ways that you would have handled the situation because i've done that same stupid thing yes exactly right or a version of it yeah. or if i was in that situation i would have done the same thing you so know? the the special you just recorded uh-huh. that was the previous tours material that was last year yeah are you going mm-hmm. to are you going to record one for this tour of course okay yeah, but it, yeah. It's, has that been planned? Like where you're going to do it yet, or is that oh, still God, in the no. works? No, I mean, last if you remember last year, the reason I kind of built that extra thing on the end is because I was recording it in um, uh, in Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania, yeah. and so we 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 created, uh, you know, we did a bunch of shows around there, including the one at Idiom and, and Frederick, and and one in Baltimore to kind of warm up for that, and then we found out that the <laughs> the production infrastructure in Inglewood, uh, at Inglewood Brink, so in Hershey, Pennsylvania, was not what they had led us to believe. And thankfully, we realized that before we got there. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, nope, we're not shooting a special here. You guys are not equipped for it. You know, the brewery, one of the one of the most beautiful breweries you, you will find, it, Inglewood mm-hmm. Brewing in in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So it's not it's not their fault. It's the it's the production people in the area that said they could handle you know an Amazon Prime special and they couldn't. So we ended up having to not shoot it there, come back, regroup, book it at Golden Road Brewing in Huntington Beach, California. Yeah, so that's one in. real quick correction we'll put from what you're going to listen to later. Oh, sure. Back yeah. then you thought it was going that it might be at Oscar Blues in Austin. So it was That's right. Not- there was that's right. There was a very serious discussion with Oscar Blues in Austin and um that would have been fun. That would have yeah. been fun. It was probably a lot easier to record at home, though. It is a lot easier (laughs) to record at home, but... And I I, hear there's a lot of um, resources for video production and whatnot in California. Yes, there's unlimited resources. (laughs) The catch is, is that... um, I got your sarcasm. But but the thing is, is that I don't think I'll be shooting my next special in in California, in in, in Los Angeles. I, I don't... It's just... Yeah, I want I want to shoot it someplace else. I've been shoot, I've been doing this t- tour all over the country. I, I want to be able to do it someplace else. So, 
this time around, it could be in Austin. It could, it could be in Denver. Um, you know, that's probably, that's probably where I'll do it somewhere in like Colorado. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, on spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, are one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. I, I've never been to Colorado, and I really need to go there. And I want to desperately see something at Oof. the Red Rocks. Uh, you froze, but you you you're suggesting I, was, I, I do it at the at the Red Rocks. In no, December. I was just saying I I've never been to Colorado, and I really want to go to something at the Red Rocks. Oh yeah, yeah, I need to the go Red out Rocks. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 weather dependent. Yeah. Um, my special is just because of the way that the tour has worked. We end the tour in December, and so and then and then the the bit you know like the the hours pretty locked in. Like okay, this is what the hour's about. And then we um, um, end up trying to do the special in like February, March, um, just because we can do it. We can gear up for it because there's yeah. a lot of preparation. And then afterwards, then we go on, you know, next next summer's tour. So we'll see. Probably not Red Rocks unless you want it to be covered in snow. Yeah, I don't, you might have trouble selling that one out. Yeah. Yep, but you'll be there. Um. So one one of the things I had on my list to ask you when we were in person, but we ran out of time, and I don't uh-huh. remember like what I had, like why I had planned on asking it, but okay. it was how do you define success? And I feel like I had some kind of <laughs> other added in stuff to it, but I'm just going yeah. by a well point. <laughs> I think I think you would need to identify parameters there because if it's like well i guess for yourself like how how because you've done a lot of things right um and so how how do you decide what you're doing is successful to continue with i guess is one i don't i don't think i think that's what i think that's to screw loose with a, a comedian or a performer or an entrepreneur is that is that you'll you'll never feel like you've achieved the level of success that you uh were destined for or that you were capable of and so you know i'm i'm doing a tour right now that i think a lot of comedians would be very happy with yeah. um i am I'm, I'm happy with it i'm it's fun i love it but i want to play bigger venues you know um and you know i'll go from these breweries which are you know some several hundred people 
150 to 350 people to theaters of 900 people to bigger than that. I mean, you know, so I don't, I, I think, you know, success is the, is the tail that you can never catch. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Cause even like on a personal level, I never started this podcast thinking it would be listened to by anyone. Okay. And, but no matter like where, what metric I hit, Mm -hmm. then I just start to feel like, well, why are only this many people listening to? Why aren't there you go. That's right. more people listening to? Or more so, if people are listening, then more people will listen. You know, if this number of people are listening, that means I'm doing something right. So now I have to figure out how I can grow that. And, and you know, because we all want levels of independence. I think that's ultimately, ultimately what success is. Success is being able to be to a place of, of independence where we were, um, you know, where we're able to do what we want to do. So, you know, on some level I'm there, but I'm, I'm never going to use that word, the S word. (laughs) Okay. So you don't feel like you have necessarily accomplished success yet, or at least not to the level that you wanted to. No. Exactly. So even when no. when you had your first TV show, you mm-hmm. didn't feel like that was no no because because the TV show was successful uh, on the platform that it was on very successful. But but I, in your mind, you were probably thinking, why can't I just have a show on network TV? Sure, or, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So There's why a, can't you have a show on terrestrial radio? I'm just kidding. Who wants that? <laughs> I mean, I it would be cool for at least a little while. No, it's not cool. Just anymore. to say, just to say, I did it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, just say exactly. At some point, you're like, oh, I had a show on, you know, 101.5. The you know, The Rock. It's like, oh, okay. I don't know what yeah. that. I don't know what radio is. You know. Um, that's interesting. I and I think I feel like I can agree with that because, like, no matter what level. No matter what level you hit, you can look somewhere and think like, I, I, I wish I was at this level. Yeah. Right, there's, exactly. there's always, there, yeah. there's always somewhere further up to go. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to pull up the, the dates that I'm going to be there. So people know that I will be, you probably have this in front of you, but July 14th, Friday, at Heavy Seas Beer uh, in Baltimore. Then on July 15th, which is a Saturday, I'll be in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And then back in your hometown on July 16th at Frederick, uh, at Idiom Brewing in Frederick, Maryland, uh, July 16th, Sunday. So if people want tickets, go to zanelamper.com. They're not going to last very long. Yeah, and, uh, um, yeah we'll, we'll make sure we get you sold out at least in Frederick again. Yeah. Um. That was that was a great show last year. It was fun. Frederick. It was, I feel it was like fun. the, the was audience just, was very it'll just, engaged. It'll just be different. It'll just be different this year. Is uh and does Nick have a new set? Yeah, I assume oh, he's yeah, opening for you, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Nick's, okay. Nick will be opening. Same uh same guy, all new material. Cool. Um hey Trent. Trent. Sorry, I'm asking a quick question. This says that idiom can go up to two fifty this year. That's not true, right? Because the the space is smaller than that. 
All right, well, we should check that because it might be almost sold out. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if you idiom in, in Frederick, Maryland, yeah. If you are doing it where you said you're kind of like in the middle instead of everyone yeah. looking, if you that door that's in the middle right. of the two sections, right. if you were right. set up there and you had yeah. different audiences, like the audiences on each side, yeah. Could, so that's what that's what we might end up doing. We'll see. Whatever whatever cool. works out best for for the show. Yeah. Um, and it's like I've seen so I've seen two completely different acts at this mm-hmm. point. Both were great, mm-hmm. and I agree. I think they were. Um progressively better although like yeah. the first show was due to acoustics so maybe that could have been better if yeah it but was. That's, that's just that's a general consensus it's just like it just you know you get better you you, you work at something and you kind of figure out again like i, I my job is to is the, is the host of this party to make sure everyone's having an amazing time so of course it's all stand-up but it's it's yeah whatever it's and better. that actually that was your first stand-up tour though right like uh, no, I, did a, I, did, I did a tour. I did two tours before. That's right. Actually, with the, I, one I, of I the done, shows, right? Yeah, I did three. So I think I started probably oh, oh nine, oh ten, okay, oh ten, eleven, <laughs> eleven, probably. So I did about a few years back then, and then took off to do all the um, the TV shows. But okay. yeah, but it had been a bit. Um, now you have recently retold your podcast with a cool little yeah. twist yeah where it's the meeting up with people to do crafts yeah so it crafts and crafts we drink craft beer and do arts and crafts we, we do it at a, a brewery in north hollywood called lawless brewing and it's been very very well received a lot of fun we've had great guests a lot of amazing comedians um and uh i think this i go home and i got like uh brad williams Jeremiah Watkins, uh, Terry Hatcher will be on it. Uh, Ian Ziering. These are we have a a schedule when I get back of a bunch of uh, episodes I have to shoot. I'm I'm home for a week. I have to shoot as many up episodes as possible to, to kind of keep keep them going. But Jana Lee Ortiz is, was on uh, the one that came out today as you and I were talking. Uh, she's the, the the star of a show called Station 19. They just did their sixth season. It's like it's a Grey's Anatomy spinoff. So that's a fun one. I would. The writer's strike probably doesn't affect you in any Not way at all, right? No. It probably makes it easier for you to then get guests get, for your podcast get, too. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> people exactly have right. some free time, but but it, it, it's planned for a reason. There's not a lot. I mean, you know, there's movies happening over the summer, but everyone's been preparing for the writer's strike. So they 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 you know they've been both sides have been preparing for it to take a few months and everyone knew it was going to be a while to to happen. And then the SAG strike starts and then it'll be chaos and then it'll resolve itself. It's that's the way it is on. um, I completely lost track. What I was going to ask next. Oh, so I saw that you, you got to go to the premiere of the machine. I did. That looked like a fun time. Yeah, it was great. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Bert Bert Kreischer's movie, The Machine, um, in theaters. I don't know if it's in theaters now as people are listening to it, but yeah, it was. This will come out was, next Friday. I would assume okay. it may still be in some. I haven't gotten to see yeah. it because there none of the theaters in Frederick have yeah. it. Yeah, um, it's it's an amazing ride. He did a fantastic job. It was so much fun. The premiere was they they rented out a block 
in, in, in Westwood, California and had two theaters playing it um, and had a block party on AstroTurf with axe throwing <laughs> and flip cup and all kinds of celebrities and food and drink. it was amazing. And then, the, and then the after party was, was even more fun. I've heard it's the best movie that Mark Hamill's been in. People say that. <laughs> people, people being, I that. think it was Bert that I heard. Oh yeah. That, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. Is that, uh, is that something that you would ever be interested in doing being in a movie or is that not? What do you, that's, that's no, of course I would. Well, no, I mean, I, th- I think would you be interested of, in being in a movie? I don't think I'd be good at it. So no, it doesn't matter. Would you be interested in it? Yeah, of man. course. If I said, Hey, I got a part <laughs> for you. Like, are you interested? Like, of course you're interested. Yes. You kidding me? <laughs> well, but is that, is, is it, I guess. So is it an aspiration that you are working it's, it's, towards? It's, that, if it happens, if it happens, great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm the, obviously doing nothing to try to make that happen. Right. The, right. You know what though? The only reason that honestly that I would want to be in a movie is I feel like I could parlay that into being a guest on hot ones. And that's okay. the only, like my only motivation to reach any kind of level of fame mm-hmm. is I want to be a guest on hot ones. Okay. So it seems, it seems somewhat achievable. So now I need to be in a movie. Damn it. Thanks. Zane. See? Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. So when you get your more movie, can you give me like some small walk-on role to? Yes, yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. See, look how those aspirations changed. <laughs> that uh, how how are you with spicy food? Some I don't want. I, I can't do that. I wouldn't be able to do that show. There's the I, I would perform horribly, and I foolishly agreed to. There's a brewery in Maryland that's hosting, uh, like their kitchen came up with a bunch of hot sauces for uh-huh. the wings that they make in house. Yeah. And we're doing like a hot ones no. type thing. No. And I'm, I'm hosting it for them and asking the yeah. questions and I'm pretty sure I will be in much worse shape than the owner that I'm. Yeah. In no, I, I, to be clear, I would do the show. I would do horribly in it, which probably would make it better, very entertaining, but it's, it's not, I would love to do the show, but to actually eat those hot wings. No, that's not, my stomach's not not made for yeah. that, or my mouth, or whatever it is. Just you, you aren't made for it. I'm not made for it. I'm not made I'm, for it. I don't, I I definitely I, I'm. St- I've yesterday I started to dread tomorrow. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, so I think I mean I think we've covered everything that we needed yeah. to to lead up into. Um, let it, let him have. I don't me- I remember what it is, but all I know is you spilled a drink and yeah. I spilled the beans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you for your time, everyone. You keep it, listening because there's great content ahead. I don't know what and, it is. I cannot, I cannot and, confirm or deny that that's what <laughs> you're about to hear. And uh, we'll see you at least in Frederick, possibly yeah. get, in get, Baltimore. Get tickets, zanelamper.com, guaranteed fun. If not, it's Nick's fault. Great beer starts with great ingredients. At Havoc Brewing Supply, they offer a wide selection of premium hops, fruit purees, malt cleaning supplies, and more. Their family-owned business is dedicated to helping you create the perfect beer. Havoc offers flexible contracts, lightning-fast shipping, and unrivaled customer service. Join the Havoc Brewing Supply family and elevate your brewing game. Shop small, brew big, grow together. Visit HavocBrewingSupply.com today to learn more. 
McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. Hi everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I have Zane live and in person. The one, the only Zane Lamford. I, I would hope so. You I need to get so. in there a little closer. We uh, we had um, you and I have done this before via uh, remote. Yeah, we had two remote ones, but they're so much better in person. So and I'm glad you, know, you suggested this. And and you know the other thing too that will make this better is the fact that Dan is not here. I, I was going to point that out. That he, was, be he was in way both, both of them. Yes. So I actually don't think we have ever had a drink together. Okay. Because all the times that we've hung out, I I typically don't drink whenever I'm at events. So I right. had like one beer in the beginning. So I thought, what do I want to drink with St. Lamprey? And I decided it was margaritas. Oh, wow. So okay. 6 a.m. this morning, I woke up, mixed up some margarita, and that's what we're going to have. Fantastic. So I've been trying, I was trying to figure out, like, what are we going to tell you? were just on recently, so we needed to make sure. I mean, recently as in, like, a like couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when did this article come out in this paper right here? That, that would me? have been uh, three weeks ago, maybe okay. two weeks ago. Yeah. So I'll probably sit on this for a little bit. Oh, I don't open that usually with it being full. Come of stuff, on, man! So Stop spilling stuff. Class it up. It. Class it up, Chris. Well, I'm used to open this with it not being full of stuff oh, already. It. Of course, I have nothing in here to. What are you wipe doing? You, you, sh- you shaking? Oh yeah, I got it. Oh, it's okay, not got mixed it. yet. I got just it. poured everything in there. And when you say you made. First of all, why did you wake up so early to make a margarita mix? Well, because I also have kids that I have to get to school. Oh, okay, got it. So oh, Roger that. Being in Baltimore till like eleven or so, whatever. Last night, we were last did, night didn't help. Yeah, no, I've been dragging ass all we, day. Today. So for people who are like, who, what's going on? Who is this guy? I I'm doing stand up shows at breweries. I've done a bunch of TV shows. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce myself as yeah. you uh, make why? make the drink. Um, so I've done a number of of TV shows. I've done about. Five TV shows. So I've had, I started off with three sheets. Then I did Have Fork, Will Travel, which was on Food Network. And then I did Drinking Made Easy. And then I did Chug. And then I did Four Sheets. And I did a bunch of other different kinds of stuff. But like those are the, those are the things I'm known for with the, the travel, drinking, or eating shows. And so now I am traveling around the country doing my stand up show at breweries. So this is the second, my, um, well, this is the second tour. So I just I have an Amazon Prime special that's on Amazon Prime right now, uh, which was available for rent, but as of St. Patrick's Day, uh, twenty twenty three, it is free. And then I am recording my next special uh, at another brewery right now. It looks like it's potentially um, being shot at um, Oscar Blues in uh, in Austin, Texas. But we're just having discussions with them right now. But that was literally <clears throat> as of today. So, so in that real would time, be an when, awesome location. When this airs, yeah, we'll see. Okay, cheers. I'm gonna judge the cheers. shit out of this. I, I figured that would happen too. Okay. What re- what was the recipe? Uh, it is 
Espelon tequila. Okay. Because that's my favorite. Okay. Contre. Cointreau? Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> some lime. Let's point out this is a beer podcast. Yes. If this is a booze, po- booze podcast, that'd be disappointing. Well, so, it's slowly going. I'm trying to learn about booze. Okay. I'm, I'm getting there. So so lime juice, like yes. re- real squeezed yes, lime, lime juice. There yes. we go. There you go. Uh, agave nectar. Fantastic. Um, that's it. That's fantastic. This is this is very good. That's I've, a very good margarita. I've been told that, so I was really hoping that you would agree. You were told that how and when? You've made this out of that bunch yeah, yeah, of points? Yeah, I, I make these all the time. Same recipe. Yep. Yeah, all the time. You know, it, similar to like baking, I think mixology, you know, making a good drink. Let's just call it mixology. Oh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a pretentious way to kind of refer to it. But making a drink um, is very similar to baking in that. And that's why I'm good at it. I'm not a great cook, but yeah. I can bake like the best because I follow instructions. That's it. That's it. If, if, you, if you figure out what works then you lock that in and then that's what you have. And, you know, if you take like, um, there's only like a handful of like, of cocktails, of like real cocktails. And and what you do is you change out one ingredient and you completely change the, yeah. the flavor tro- f- profile of that drink. And so mixology is kind of like, is like messing around with, with the, uh, the, the, the formulas, the recipes to have, you know, like, like a good drink should be balanced. It should have... Um, the booze, but then you should counter the booze with the sweetness, and then you should t- counter the sweetness with the bitterness. So it's kind of like beer, right? When you have like a beer, it's too malty. If yeah. you bring in the right number of hops, a you one just get note, a, per- a perfect balance. Yeah, beer just I usually make them a little bit stronger. I backed off of the alcohol a little bit. I appreciate that because I have a that's, show to do in a little yeah, bit. That's yeah, that's what that was the main reason. I whenever <laughs> when, I, when I get to my my show location. So tonight, I think it's I think it's. Two twenty nine. I don't remember. Yeah, I think that's it. Show two hundred twenty nine since the COVID break. So like in the last uh, nineteen months, I've done two hundred twenty nine stand up shows at breweries. And whenever we arrive to the brewery, um, I'm I'm almost always offered a beer. Almost always. And I just say like I would never go back to the places that don't offer. Well, yes, of course. (laughs) But 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 then you're just like hang tight. I uh I have to uh you know I have my first drink when I got when I get on stage because I want to I want to get on that stage as clear as possible and we've been having all these kinds of discussions about with my team about this kind of thing like maybe we since we're in a city we should go and shoot like a scene you know like like a like a one one scene show for like YouTube maybe like me going to the coolest bar or winery or brew, whatever it is but I'm like, yeah, but then I'm drinking and then I either have to keep drinking or if I stop drinking, I'll get tired. And then I and then and then no matter what, I'm not going to be getting on stage at like 100 percent. Yeah, you're not going to be on. So. And, yeah. And I just I just kind of feel like that, like the people that are at the show, they deserve the best show that they can get. So, you know, those, those are literally discussions of today. <laughs> I did I did four miles today just walking around Hershey, Pennsylvania, uh, talking to various members of my team on Zoom on other with other production companies about just di- different projects and and stuff to kind of you know because it's been it's been a minute since I've had a drinking show. It's probably I mean the last one I had was um, four sheets on Drink TV, and that was a network started by the Brewdogs, the guys who own um, Brewdog Brewery. Yeah. Um, 
and they probably have God probably twenty locations at this point, and mostly in Europe. And they uh, uh, they 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 started a network, and then they launched it, and it didn't like kick ass right off the bat, so they shut it down in in twelve days. And so that's a popular thing to do nowadays. Dump a ton of money into a streaming platform. I've seen and it. Then and I've seen it done numbers of times. And and you just like, what was the objective like for Brewdog? Because they had a show on Esquire Network. Esquire Network went off the air, and so they tried to pitch their show around town. This is as I understand it, and 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 everyone passed. And they said, well, then screw it. We'll make our own network. Yeah. But it's like, okay, or like, what's your objective? Your objective is just is to perpetuate your brand because. I mean, like they would, they, it's, their, their business is worth about $2 billion. And, and the show on Esquire Network helped them grow their brand. So what do you guys want to do? You want to get in, in front of as many eyeballs as possible. So rather than starting your own network, why wouldn't you have just continued doing the show, spending the, the $250,000 per episode that it costs and just putting it on YouTube, yeah, you're gonna, letting it be for free. It's going to eventually grow instead of yeah. how many millions they wasted yeah. building out the infrastructure That's exactly for a right. streaming platform. Yeah, enough for probably about 20 episodes, <laughs> you know, about <laughs> two years worth of episodes. So I, I've seen it done a number of times. The, the traditional cable is is dying, you know, it's just the, you know, people aren't uh, digesting their content the same way. And there's really only like, people are like, oh, why don't you just bring back three sheets? I'm like, okay, well, tell me the network. Like, what network would that go on? Yeah. Oh, Travel Channel. Travel Channel is a paranormal network. It's all about ghosts now, you know? It's like, oh, Food Network. They don't, you know, they're they're changing it up. But there's another one today. Um, I forget what it was. That... I have made it so sticky over here now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> From the market. You're really events. enjoying my conversation. Yeah. It's, it's riveting. Yeah, it's riveting. It's exhilarating even. So anyway, that's just I'm I'm literally just kind of dumping on I'm dumping all this information like like you I should have narrated it properly when you were making the drink what a mess that you were making but I guess I was trying to talk <laughs> while you uh, were wiping it up with See your that, shirt yeah I know and and I found out early I shouldn't have done that because I've I found out earlier that apparently I'm emceeing tonight you uh, you're what emceeing oh god tonight oh so. god at the show <laughs> yeah all right uh, yeah it's um yeah so Mike the owner called me a oh, few that's hours so funny. ago. <clears throat> You've done some beers with them. Yeah, so you, that's what you have oh, to drink tonight. I'll have those is sands hands. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this thing goes for the next, um, you know, half hour, forty um, minutes, two hours. So we we've talked a lot about your TV shows and comedy in the the other two episodes you've been on, but I don't think okay. we talked much about your other businesses. Okay. So I would like to get a little more backstory of what used to be Adventure okay. and now is Plepius. Mm -hmm. Plepius. Ah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to jump in right there. So, so most recently, what happened was Adventure. We called the business Adventure because we launched a, I mean, I guess at that point it was me. I launched a hoodie called the Adventure Hoodie, which was the, the most successful uh, Kickstarter fashion project ever. And it raised like $2 million. And so we launched this this brand and we, and I wanted to call it adventure because the hoodie was called the adventure hoodie, but I didn't know it would do so well. And I didn't even think about the fact of even naming the company. I was just making a hoodie. And so I, uh, uh, I called the company adventure, but obviously, you know, adventure.com or any version of that yeah. is not available. And so I said, look, I'm, I'm a outdoor guy. Um, this is an outdoor brand. Why don't we plant three trees with every purchase? 
Let's change the first E in the word adventure to a three, A-D-V-3-N-T-U-R-E. And so when you look at the word, you get it. It's adventure, and you kind of, I think you know what it is, and people who know the brand understand why we did it like that. But it also kind of looks like, hey, you called it that because adventure.com wasn't available. Like you knew, you know what I mean? And and, and some people call, I mean, people were calling it adventure. Like I'm like, first of all, that's not even where the three is. (laughs) Some people called it adventure three. I'm like, I don't even know. Like it's not after it. And so I was like, look, I had, and I'm going to, well, I'm going to roll this into it because I think the next business you're, of mine you're going to ask about is, is Monkey Rum. And so I, uh, um, that company went away, and so we could use the logo again. Um, and so I, um, uh, I changed the name of the company to Pleplius. And Pleplius, P-L-E-E-P-L-E-U-S, was the name of a monkey a stuffed monkey, a little toy plush monkey that was hidden in every episode of my shows. And at first it was supposed to be part of a drinking game, like the subculture or whatever. And so many people like, like gravitated towards it that we ended up, um, you know, making him part of the show. And like, he would come, like I'd, I'd have him sitting rather than hidden in the background, he would be now in the foreground and stuff like that. And so, um, we named the, the company Pleplius as of January 1st of last year. Um, and then we, um, I mean, I kind of knew this would happen. It's a very difficult word to say. Yeah. Case, I, case in point. Last I don't know th- that I've ever pronounced it correctly. Yeah, yeah exactly. And even from <clears throat> me knowing how it's pronounced, I still pronounce it incorrectly. Um, or it's, 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 it's like not, it doesn't flow very well. And the other catch is that is that Pleplius is the name of the monkey, and Pleplius is also the name of the apparel brand. Well, it's a little confusing when it's like you know it's what's the newsletter about when it refers to Pleplius? Pleplius is it referring to the the monkey or is it referring to the the apparel brand? And so, as of like uh, like two days ago, I I, I kind of got on with my team and I, I, I on a Zoom team we have a, a weekly call. Because the business, I, I live in LA. Some some people are in LA. Some people live in Seattle. One person lives in in San Francisco. So we have a Zoom meeting yeah. every every week. And I was said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and I kind of want your your feedback. I said, please, this is very difficult for people to say, and everyone started nodding. Everyone. <laughs> and I speaking could, to I, the choir, I, I, could, I could see them nodding. I go, I want to change the name of the company to Pleep. P L E E P. It's easy to say, um, you know, I also, my wife, like two weeks ago was at REI. She's wearing one of the sweatshirts that I'm wearing now and has a little Pleplius logo and they're cool sweatshirts. And, uh, the manager is like, Oh, what brand is that? And she said, Pleplius. And he said, Pleplius. And the lady behind her was like, I think she said Plebus. And Mel's like, (laughs) I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. And like, and like, she's like caught in the middle. Like, what am I going to educate these two people? And that's part of it. Like, you know, I remember like I had some Varnet sunglasses back in the day and I called them Varnet and people were like, no, it's this, whatever. And then when I learned how to pronounce it properly, then, um, you know, I felt like included. But uh, I, so many people, you know, even our accountant, she's like, oh, I got the new uh, PL statement for Plebus. I'm like, uh, I mean, like it's written right there. So anyway, the company is called Pleep. Okay. So it's Pleep.shop. So P L E E P dot shop. Pleep like sleep. 
um, dot shop. And Pleepleus is the monkey and Pleep is the new brand. So it'll start to be branded. You'll see like Pleep on things okay. as opposed to that. So it's just like it's it adds a lot of clarification. But, you know, like any good business, it evolves and you have to have the self-realization to know how other people perceive you and and kind of figure out how to fix what you can fix. And there was a there was pushback when we changed to adventure, but most people appreciated what we were doing. Most people were fans of the show. And then and then we haven't even we haven't even announced the, the change to Pleep yet. Um, that'll be coming up the next few weeks. And, you know, there'll be conversation around it, but that's great. Yeah. So was that a hard decision, like trying to weigh the the pros and cons of like it being well, actually a reestablished, <laughs> a second establishment of a brand versus having something of, it, a more simple story or it's, um, I mean, it's, uh, I just wish that we had, a, had made this decision a while ago because I think it's the clearest decision and also understanding who our audience is too. When we were adventure, I was making outdoor travel apparel I consider myself a traveler. People consider me a drinker that travels. I consider yeah. myself a traveler who drinks. And and that was something that I needed to kind of like come to terms with. Not necessarily come to terms. I just had to accept it. I had to realize yeah. that that was the case. And so I, you know, when I when we changed the brand, so for the last, you know, year, when we changed to Pleplius and now Pleep, when we originally made the change, we, we, want to be a brand for beverage professionals. So anybody who works in it, you, you're a beverage professional, you do something in in this world, um, bartenders, brewers, vintners, mixologists. And so we want to be a brand that speaks to them and that represents them yeah. because that's who we are. Mo most of the people in the brand used to be bartenders. Um, and... Um, which, by the way, I have to write that down. That's a pretty good idea. Uh, and, and so every week uh, we have a um, uh, we we spotlight a member of the uh, the beverage community. Yeah, I was going to mention that I do I do like that uh, semi new addition to the newsletter. Yeah, we've been do you know when we started off. So what I'm what I'm doing is every week we're we're featuring someone who a beverage professional who inspires their community and their community. Could be local, could be all of us, like uh, podcast uh, listeners. It could be anybody. Yeah, it could, you know, it's, it's 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 anybody. Yeah, it's anybody who. Yeah, it's specifically <laughs> podcast listeners. You you people. Um. So the well, I meant like someone who inspires podcast listeners, like a podcaster would be someone that could be spotlighted. Oh, so. oh I, I see what's happening. I see what's happening. Let me let me run let me run it through, run it through proper channels, yeah. and we'll get back to you. Um, so the first guy that we spotlighted, spotlit, was uh, Rich Fierro, and he um, lives in Colorado Springs. I don't, I don't know if you saw this one. He lives in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And oh, it's the guy that stopped the, mm -hmm. yeah. So he was at uh, uh, a burlesque show, Club Q, I think it was called. That sounds familiar. And, and a guy came in with an AK assault weapon and started shooting and he, and he was there with his family um his wife his daughter and the daughter's boyfriend and the da daughter's boyfriend got shot died uh, other people were getting killed and rich just you know with his military uh background just just clicked in and he ran up and tackled the guy and he tackled the guy so hard that the guy dropped his AK and then he reached for his sidearm which was in his like hip 
And then Rick grabbed it from the guy and uh, Rich rather beat the shit out of the guy. And there was just so much blood when the cops got there that they threw both of them in different cop cars while they sorted out what had happened. Oh. Um, and then there was a, there was a, uh, I don't know if drag queen is a proper term. I think it's what it, they called it in the, in the paper, but started, um, beat, hitting the guy with their stiletto. Yeah, it did. So yeah. I remember yeah. Seeing that. So like, they just kind of got at, at him, but you know, I mean, some people died. I, I don't know the exact there number. Was, it was in the, it was double digits, I think. Was it? Yeah. It was a pretty bad one. Yeah. And, and, uh, if he would not have stepped up, it would have been much, much bigger. And so it's just, you know, he. I mean, that's. I think it's probably an instinct with his, because his family was there. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he would have done it otherwise. But regardless, he did do it, and he saved people's lives. Because yeah, so, he was a combat vet, right? Like he had, I believe. Yes, he did. He, I th- he yeah. was in. Yeah, yeah, and he, uh, yeah, he he did tours for sure, and he uh, he owns a uh, a brewery in Colorado Springs called Atravita Brewing. Um, his wife is the head brewer. They're they're co-owners, and so we did that as a spotlight. And it's great. I mean, I mean, they were already getting a lot of love for their for their community, yeah. but um, anything helps. Um, and uh, you know, they they sold out of beer, they sold out of merch. You know, like they 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 to make more stuff. Is oh, just a good I do story. Re- I do remember that too because I saw people posting like to just buy uh, just gift stuff. cards from yeah. gift cards from them That's once right. everything was sold uh-huh. out. Like uh-huh. just, here's here's a link to buy a gift card from them. Yeah, so that was our first one. Um, we have a new. Uh, mixologist today that went up um, who just, you know, grew up in, you know, a bad crowd. And, and, and I think he was born in Brooklyn, grew up in uh, uh, in Jersey City and just kind of fell in with the wrong crowd. And then he was like, I got to figure out how to get out of this. And he started he started as a busboy. He's like, I just got to get a job and like lose these 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 losers, these bad guys. And then worked his way up to a server and then a bartender and then just like got introduced to mixology and he was just like found his passion. Um, and so now he's like helping other people and, you know, in his community and stuff like that. So it's anybody that inspires on any level. Um, so, yeah. So you mentioned something. I actually, I don't think I know anything about monkey rum. Yeah. But what is that? So, so I, I started probably 10 years ago, I started a company called monkey rum I didn't know the first thing about it, and I learned about it and um, had some rum made. We had a, uh, a coconut rum and a um, spiced rum, and through I was anyway. I, had, I talked a lot about it on my social media, and so um, Bevmo, which I don't know if they have Bevmos out here, but it's a they large. Don't, but I, yeah, it's like a. It's like a chain. The yeah. first time I went out to California oh. and I went to one, I was like, wow, why, yeah. why don't we have this? Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and it's cheap. Because of varying state regulations, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, it's And so um, they they probably have 120, 150 stores, I'm not sure. And they asked if they could launch the brand. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. So they, you know, they reached out to me and they said, we can either do two ways, one of two ways. We can launch it in a major market like Los Angeles and not promote it. That's how we would test it. Or we can launch it in a secondary market, which would be San Diego, and promote it. And I was like, well, I love San Diego, so let's yeah. just do it down there. So they had me do two bottle signings, like two or three in a row. I think it was three in a row. And they ordered 120 bottles from us. And I was like, I think you're going to need more. I said, why don't you double that? And they were like, ah, we don't, we're not sure. I go, order that, and whenever you have 
left over, I'll buy it back from you, which I didn't even know if that was legal or I didn't know what the rules were, but I said I would do it and I didn't know we would end up selling. And so we did it and arrived there, line around the block and sold out. And then the next day sold out and they're like, this is great. And I got back to uh, my office, which was mostly a production company, but I had probably eight people working for me at the time. And they all with along with me, they were learning the, the alcohol space because yeah. we were a company. We were trying to do things, whether it was making shows or making the rum, we all kind of did whatever needed to be done. And so rather than me hit the accelerator, I hit the brake because I'm like, well, hold on a second. Like this feels like this is about to get very big and I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even know, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> this could go really poorly. This, yeah. Like, well, like I don't want, I don't, I, I want to be prepared. And so I, um, kind of put out feelers that I, I just, I want, I want a partner. I want a partner to come in with, with money and also expertise. And so I had three different people that I was talking to and I went with, uh, one, this one guy, his name's Ian. And Ian was formerly the head of global marketing for Absolute Vodka and left. So a little seasoned. Seasoned, <laughs> yeah. And about, I think about my age, maybe maybe a year younger than me. And he comes on and he came on with some money and, and also had some investors and stuff like that, raised a bunch of money. Um, and we got the brand going and he just became very difficult to work with. Um, and it wasn't just me, but I was just like, you know, I kind of thought his brazen nature is kind of what we need. Cause I'm not that I'm not a pushy salesy kind of yeah. guy. And so I thought like, well, maybe to succeed, we need this kind of New Yorker kind of energy. And at some point he just pushed everyone away, you know, including our CFO and, and, and then I was just like, I think maybe like three, four, four years into it, maybe I was just like, I'm out. I can't do it anymore. And he just was like, he's argumentative. He's difficult and didn't follow through. And I was like, yeah, I can't. I mean, this it's a shame, you know, um, but it's a really cool bottle. It's a great bottle. It's beautiful bottle. Yeah. When we remade it, when he came in and we had all this money, we reinvented the entire brand. So rather than having, um, a spiced rum and a coconut rum, they're both barrel-aged products. So the the spiced rum is aged for a year and a half in Jack Daniels barrels, and then naturally spiced, like natural spices. And then the coconut rum was aged for six months in Jack Daniels barrels, used uh, barrels, um, and then uh, and then had you know natural flavors as well. And uh, and and then we designed the bottles so that we. When you're done with the bottle, you bring it back to the store and you put it in a shelf that's, that is part of our stand. And then you take a glass that was made from it. So if you see the bottle, oh, you, that's cool. you cut it at some point, you get a rocks glass yeah. or a pint glass. Or if you flip it over and use like the, the handle upside down, there's a little plunger, it turns into a goblet. <laughs> and it's all done like really nicely, like super smooth yeah. where the cut is, you can't tell. And so we, the program was if you brought your bottle back, you put it there, you took a glass kind of on the honor system. And then once a week, um, our salespeople would go and just collect all the bottles and then get them to the company that would turn them back into, uh, into glassware. And, it was, and, and look, it was great liquid. It was a great design. It was a great story. The, the bottle had all kinds of hidden messages in it. It was a really well-designed, you know, like, like label. Um, and it just kind of was a person who just 
didn't have the people skills and the follow through, but yet he was kind of in charge. And uh, so I had to retire. And by the way, no one's ever heard this this story as I'm, as I'm telling it to you, which is all of the facts. Because I've been asked this on stage before, and I give a very quick answer. Uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's just like boop. really for yeah, act. exactly. Um, <laughs> well, even like in the Q and A, but it's not uplifting, especially yeah. when you when you hear the ending. And so I uh, I resigned. I I I I did all the properly with my lawyer and. It, cost a lot of money to like do all this proper thing to like completely remove myself from the business. And that was it. I was done. And I actually, um, you know, kind of was keeping tabs and me and the other, you know, the former CFO were still friends and we're just like, what's going on? We kind of like knew people that kind of knew. And cause I think Ian was in New York city. And, um, and so and I'm in LA and the CFO was in like Connecticut. We're just trying to find out what's going on. And, you know, like nothing had been done. Like there was, Bills were piling up and 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 no promotions and it was pretty much dead. So I found a guy in Florida um, who was a fan of the shows, loved the brand, and and was interested in reviving it. Had some people with money that would, could come in and like revive it. And so they offered him uh, fifty grand to like if he would just walk away. Here's yeah. here's here's a, here's a suitcase. Just hand over your shares. You don't have any involvement, but you take this fifty grand. You do whatever you want with it. We will honor all of the existing shareholders because we did uh, we did a, a, a private equity regulation D with like uh, accredited investors, and then we yeah. did what's called a Reg CF, non accredited investors. About fifteen hundred, I I think maybe there's seventeen or seven hundred people um, came in and invested smaller amounts, and we were going to honor all those people, but not but he would lose his stock, and he said no, and. I was like me talking through this guy, Josh, who was trying to make the deal with him. I was like, what's he saying? Like, why, why would he say no? You're, dude, it's a dead brand. You've done yeah. zero with it in 18 months. You've done little with it in three years. Just walk away. And I was like, what does he want? He said he, he wants a million dollars. I'm like, well, then what are you doing? It's not, it's not <laughs> worth that. Yeah. Something's only worth what someone's willing to pay for it. And it's not, it was not a million-dollar brand. And, and 50000 for him just to, to walk away and then they would hire me to come in as a spokesperson and, you know, the business all done like very yeah. pro- properly. And was it just kind of like a pride? Oh, it was a pride. Oh, for thing? sure. Oh, sure. It's, it's completely unrelated, but it's kind of like listening to Kevin Smith talk about the story of trying to buy dogma because okay. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein owns dogma personally. Okay. Oh. So like you can't watch dogma anywhere. Oh, it, because the he owns it personally he's in prison and there's so there you can't it's out of print it's wow. on no streaming services wow that's crazy and he kevin smith tried to buy it because he wants to make dogma too mm-hmm. and then he wants to make dogma available uh-huh. again and yeah. i think he, he think he said he offered like a million dollars which uh-huh. he said was way more than what it's ever going to make right. going right. forward because right. it's an old forgotten about movie right and like Weinstein wanted like five million or something for it, and it's just kind of like a mm-hmm. spiteful yeah. thing because he couldn't, yeah, uh, it, because Kevin t- turned his back on Harvey whenever everyone mm-hmm. learned what when, kind when, of a monster when, when he everyone was. should have. Yes, yeah. exactly right. <laughs> when, when Kevin Smith reacted exactly how a normal human uh, being, yes, would, exactly, someone with a conscience. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I was in uh, Virginia. Um, not this past summer, but the summer before, so about a year and a half ago, and 
I was in my hotel room and I was asleep and I had left my phone on, which I don't usually do. And so it woke me up. It rang at about eight in the morning. And, you know, we, we do our drives at night. So we do our shows. They, they usually end about around 10. Uh, like, you know, the show ends like around 9, 15. And then we're usually out of there by 10, 15. And then we do a two hour drive. We get to the hotel, settle in. I'm usually asleep by like, you know, one or two. And so, so at eight o'clock I was not ready to wake up, but the phone rang and it was like someone I'm with the, I'm with the, um, New York Daily News or the New York Post, I forget which one it was. And she's like, um, I want you to comment on the death of Ian Crystal. And I was like, what are you talking about? No. And by the way, this is a, a week before we had done that thing where he had turned down the offer and was kind of like, no, I want a million dollars. So it was, it was yeah. been, been recent. Like, no, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, he, he, he you know, if you go online, go, go here and Google this. And I did it which is probably Ian Crystal death or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and, and then I did it and I was like, hold, hold on one second. So I called my CFO, my, my friend Dave, and I said, this is what just happened. Go, go look this up. I'm going to loop you in on this phone call because I just, I don't know what's happening here and I don't want to say anything. And she's like, uh, I said, okay, we're, we're back. This, you know, David's on the phone, whatever. And she's like, okay, so do, do you guys have a comment? And I was like, no. She's like, no, you don't, nothing. I go, nope. She's like, do you want to, um, nothing nice to say? Maybe you'll give, give, you know, I'm like, nope, I, I don't, I have zero to say. And and I'm already saying too much and I don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't want you to quote me on any of this and whatever. And so, um, she said, well, I said, in fact, I, I preferred that my name was not in your article. And she's like, well, honestly, it's kind of what makes the article interesting because the fact that he was involved with a celebrity referring to me, you know, that, that makes it interesting that that's why, you know, like kind of maybe why this is, you know, a bigger story. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say anything. It was good. Cause I was going to ask like, why would there even be an article about like, it doesn't seem like, well, you'll see. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, you'll boy. see. <laughs> this isn't one of my jokes, but I do know yeah. how to, I do know how to tell a good yeah. story. <laughs> I know how to tell a good yarn. <laughs> and, and so, um, she, I said, no, but I will give, if you remove my name from the article, cause she was the only one writing it yeah. and everyone that picked up the article, picked it up from her. So if I was not in this ground zero article, I would not be in future ones. I said, I will give you the phone number of his best friend, and that guy will probably give you something nice to say. And if 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 you if you don't put me in the article, she's like, okay. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take your word on it. And I gave it to her. And the the then, you know, she hangs up and David and I were just like, what is going on? So what happened was he went to the uh Dead and Co. concert at the Mets Stadium. Dead and Co. was like Grateful Dead, and instead of Jerry Garcia, it yeah. was like John Mayer or something like that. And they, and he, I guess at intermission in the middle of the show, he went to the top balcony and was going to do like a backflip into his, uh, into, into the group, like back towards his friends. And he ended up maybe jumping outwards instead on accident. They th think it was an accident. And he did a backflip and then landed all the way at the bottom, like five stories oh, down. Geez. Yeah. And that was it. And he was kind of there with the group and. You know, I, I didn't know any any of those people, and you know, no nobody's the article. Even his best friend, I I mean, I don't know if she didn't call him, but there was nothing in there. It was like, you know, he was awesome. So, so 
<clears throat> as long as that rum brand was around, you couldn't, you weren't able to use. They had the, a. I had given them. I'd sold them the trademark of the monkey. Okay. For a dollar, and and I did this um, again. The only person that knows this, knows this information is my wife, because um, she was kind of you know she was there for the journey. But um, the uh, um, I said, you know, we were using the monkey, the Pleplius logo on the bottle. And I never gave them the name Pleplius, but I did give them the logo. I said, well, why don't you just use the logo and Monkey Rum can have rights in perpetuity to do whatever it needs to, but I'd rather just hold it because I still use it for apparel stuff. And, and Ian's like, no, let's just do the opposite. You give it to us so that we can include it as an asset as we try to raise more money, and then we'll give the rights back in perpetuity towards it. And I was like, uh, fine, okay, that's it. As, as, lo as long as nothing, as long as there's, you know, it's, it's fine. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. okay. And so I, that happened, transferred it over, nothing was ever signed, and then I launched a new shirt, like a good burp, Pleplius. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the monkey doing the good burp sign, which is hard to explain. It's like the hang loose sign with the thumb on yeah. your forehead and your, your pinky in the air. It's something that we learned in, in the shows that I've done. And, uh, and so he's like, what's this? I'm like, yeah, it's the, what do you mean? Like, I have the rights. He's like, no, you don't. We have the trademark. Ian, <laughs> come on, man. You remember the conversation? He's like, well, I told it to the lawyers, and that's not, that's not, how, we're, that's not how they're treating it. So you have to sign this. And he sent me, like, a 10-page agreement that basically he has the authority to, like, approve everything. And any time I use the logo, I have to run it through him. I'm like, dude, that's uh, not what that, – I, I, I wouldn't have sold is, it for a dollar if that yeah. was the case. And so and he – Definitely not of – flip-flopped how you wanted to handle yeah, it yeah yeah it wasn't the yeah because i was i'm an easy going dude like yeah man you want like use it and, and then the company can use it and that's great i'm still yeah. gonna put it on t-shirts and that's because it's my logo i've had for much longer than the rum brand and and so he never renewed it he never renewed the logo so i spent time one point i said i will give you all my shares i zero i've owned zero just give me the logo back yeah just sign over the logo he said no at that point the the, the company was just floundering but if I would have given him my, you know, 40%, 35% stake in the company at that point, he could have taken those shares and raised more money. But it was, a, you know, what I believe to be a pride. Yeah, thing. he didn't have any plans he, to yeah, do anything. He, he just, just would rather. He, he didn't want you to have it. He, he's upset, and I get it. He's upset because I stopped being involved in the company. But I stopped being involved in the company because of, you know. Yeah, and which ultimately the the brand didn't really exist without you yeah. being the spokesperson I mean, for it. Yeah. I mean, I think it could have, or it's a lot, it's a lot harder for it to be. I think, I mean, I think, I think so, but, but, but you know, there was just like, there's more stories about things that happened that, that, you know, that weren't handled properly, like mistreatment of others and me where yeah. like, it wasn't just me, getting my, my feelings hurt. There was a number of things that happened where like, dude, I got to walk away. I can't, yeah. no, nobody can be part of this. And so, yeah, he didn't renew it. So then the monkey came back and then we're like, great. So then I put it up, you know, back on the apparel. Never really stopped using it, but, um, but felt more comfortable. And so now I completely flat out own the trademark, the name Pleplius, the word pleep and, and, and the logo. So it's an interesting story to listen to, I think in a podcast, <laughs> but it's certainly not, nothing I ever yeah. talk about like on stage or anything like that, you know? It um 
pleep sounds like it could be like the next iteration of like what you do on like some new social media platform. Okay. <laughs> a way to communicate? Just, yeah. Like I just pleeped. Yeah. Well, no, you were going to pleep yeah. and after you pleep, you plop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so one, one of the things I, I can't remember what I was listening to. You know, I'm the best me... guest because you've only asked me two questions so far. Oh, I know. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love every time I have ever interviewed someone mm-hmm. That has uh, that has been in the spotlight or has any level of celebrity mm-hmm. because uh, you wind them up and you just let them let them. Yeah, they they've either been especially like I've had a few people on that have had like Discovery Channel shows mm-hmm. or they've been on like I had someone from Ink Masters on like mm-hmm. they all are taught how yeah. to like they have all to these go stories yeah. yeah exactly and, and they've they've given plenty of interviews so mm-hmm. i just you know, like toss something out and yeah. I just sit back because i because i yeah because <laughs> i i have my podcast and i um you know i will always over prepare because i just don't know if someone's going to have these yeah. stories and but i know that if i wind them up and then they are you know this show's about them you know what i mean so if i wind them up and they just go go and I don't have to ask all 20 of my questions, which I'm, I'm like covered just in case. Yeah. But anyway. so it's funny as, as this podcast has become more successful, I've received less help. And because I used to have, there used to be multiple people involved in this. There was someone manning the, like oh, I really? had a producer and had everyone. Oh my God, that's amazing. So the, there was, it was one of the early on episodes where I had a guest on and I would ask a question and I would get at best a sentence. Oh, really? Answer. And I would ask another question, mm-hmm. and same thing, like no answer. What, what soon, kind of people were they? Brewery, brewery owner. Okay, got it. And as soon as he yep. walked, yep, yeah, nope. basically, yeah. As soon as he walked out, the producer's like, he's like, God bless you. You tried. Yeah, you tried so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just would not yeah. give you anything. Yeah, and it, like it, when that happens, you kind of think like. Why'd you even agree to doing this? You yeah. obviously don't want but to. But I think you think you have to consider the fact, like, okay, so you're 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 emceeing tonight, like, so you're 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 opening the show, and what level of nervousness do you have? Zero. Okay, so so some people have varying levels. To one is like you like literally stage paralysis like people yeah. people get so nervous going up there see my thing is i just don't care right so i just don't get you know nervous. it's it's interesting it's not that you don't it's not that you don't care it's, that's not what it is yeah, because because, like, because i've said that before people to people too about like when i go up and give my, do my stand-up do i get nervous it's like no i don't care it's not that i don't care i just i think i just i think i can speak for you too it's not that you don't care it's just that you know what you're doing you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and even if I make a complete full, like, like what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Yeah, I, right, right. I say, I mispronounce something. Right, Or like right. I call someone by the wrong name. Yeah. And like, I make fun of myself. Yeah, and then exactly everyone right. laughs. That's and then exactly we move right. on. Like, so That's it's, exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah. So, so I think sometimes people get a little inside their head. And if they're not used to being interviewed, then they don't like maybe they f- would feel that There's, if they start to take over the conversation that they're somehow impeding in your show. Yeah, I have had people say that, um, that there were, or like occasionally when I have like a guest host or something that they, like afterwards, like they say they didn't want to say anything because they were worried about stepping on my toes. Yeah. Like, well, I wouldn't have asked you if you wanted to do that yeah. if I didn't yeah. want you to talk. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I've had, at times I've had like co-hosts and... It was like nice. One of them, like, was Steve McKenna, 
my buddy who's just, you know, a, a lovable idiot. And he, uh, my best friend, but that's why I can call him that. And, <laughs> and, and he would sometimes ask a question, and sometimes they were good questions, and sometimes they were horrible questions. But it gave me a moment to just, like, re recollect myself and just kind of think about what's going on yeah. rather than feeling like I need to continuously keep this conversation going. It was like, ah, now I, guess I can reflect on what's going on. Okay, ah, I get a good question. And I would jump jump back in. So it was sometimes it was nice to kind of have somebody that could do that. That's also the worst part of the, like, when someone gives super short uh, answers is, like, then you have nothing to build on mm -hmm. and then... No, like no follow-up. Yeah, yeah, and then nowhere to figure out what to ask next because mm -hmm. I rarely prepare beforehand at all. Like, I maybe find a couple things that have, like, talking points. I've I had more notes about this than any other time just because I wanted to try to avoid things that we had just talked Roger. about so that, yeah. like, if I release this, they're like, oh, well, man, I just I, heard this three weeks ago. I, but pre I prepare to the point where I get stressed out. I'm – see, I – Episodes that I've prepared for were horrible because then because I'm the instruction follower, mm -hmm. I follow those instructions mm -hmm. instead of listening to what the person said. And then they say something interesting and then I just go on to the next question that I had on my list. Yeah, to, yeah. So I found if I'm just if I just have maybe like a couple talking points that that's when I do the best. I think I have mine like like I have a set list. It's there if I need it. And, and I also, when I'm doing the research, I'll usually do it like the day of. And so yeah. it's fresh in my, in my brain. So I kind of know certain things. I definitely don't like, I've done interviews before where it was so clear that someone just went to my IMDB or my Wikipedia and is literally <laughs> like, so tell me about when you were the editor on the Jessica Simpson show. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, that's not, that's like 30 years old. That's not interesting. You know, yeah, let's cross that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Um, so wait, I'll just ask one more quick one because you need to be on stage in 12 minutes. Um, Is that right? No, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, so one thing I, I, I had been curious about from listening to, I, I think it may have even been something you said combined with some other, because I listened to since... I don't know, is it like a union or SAG rule or something? A comedian has to have a podcast. So I, I got it. It just seems so like you're, every, you're saying that as so, a joke? Yeah, yeah, well, no, um, but it's like every. But so so yeah. I listen to a lot of comedians' yeah. podcasts. Yeah. So it, is there a big difference between just playing and performing at comedy clubs versus going on your own tour? The, the biggest difference between going uh, to a comedy club and going to uh, a, a brewery. So I've done my show at a few comedy clubs, but I've done them, done them at over 200 breweries. Yeah. The difference is, is that f that I go, when, I, when we do it at a brewery, I get the door and they get the bar. So I bring out my crew. Well, I, I meant more from like the audience standpoint. Like if you're just going... And well, playing at some random comedy club, like locally, where you're, you're. The, I, but the thing is, is like, so what? When we do that, and we take the door, then we do all of the marketing. Yeah. And and we are bringing in people who kind of know what they're getting themselves into. You know what I mean? Okay. Whereas a comedy club, it's like they need to collect the door because that's part of their business model. That's yeah. what they need to do. And so they're 
doing the promotion and we never really know what the promotion is or if people know me or if they're giving tickets yeah, so away on a radio I, or whatever so like that's kind of what I like I, what I was thinking for is 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 a tour audience a safer audience tour audience is absolutely a safer okay. audience but I've built my show so that you don't have to ever have seen my stand up uh, my, my my TV shows when you get there, and in fact, on some level, it's probably better that you don't, um, just because. Well, you explain. I, you I explain the give whole enough thing. backstory and yeah. explanation yeah. where it doesn't, and it, it's all funny, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Right, if, right, exactly. So, like, pe- some people who enjoy my show the most are the people that didn't know who I was because they come up to me after the show and they feel like they just discovered something. <laughs> um, but then the people who bring them feel proud because, see, I told you. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, and th- but then sometimes people that are fans of the show that show up, they don't know what to expect. They're like, sure, he was funny when he was edited, but is his yeah. stand- I've never seen his stand-up before. And that's partly, a, that's that's a big fault of mine for not making, getting my stand-up out there more. Yeah. But again, now... There's my special. Anyone listening, go on Amazon Prime, watch it for free as of St. Patrick's Day, uh, 2023. And then in June, my my next uh, stand-up special will be coming out on Amazon Prime, and it'll just be free. Awesome. Right, right off the bat. All right, so, well, let's get going. Let's, go to, let's to, go to the show. I have to introduce you on stage in uh, nine minutes. You do. <laughs> it's true. Right. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.